This is the podcast we take our guests through the quotes of their retail habits from the best of a bargains to the times of being completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vix Layton, consumer champion, shopaholic, occasional comedian, and this is the final one of our summer series of False Economy. I've been in Edinburgh Fringe for the summer, but I'll be speaking to a handful of guests, as you know, about their summer holiday habits. But it's exciting. I don't need any kind of notes today because the person we're going to talk to about their red hot summer is the man, the legend, my normal co-host in the hot seat, Paul Watson. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm good. I'm really Really happy to be back. Been I feel, busy? I feel it's been ages. Yeah, I well, I've been in Micronesia. You've been in Edinburgh, so you know, We're both, much uh, the same, isn't very it? Very accomplished in our <laughs> small fields. <laughs> it's probably a similar amount of rain as well. I'd imagine. Oh, it's disgusting. Edinburgh mm. did not see summer this year. I was just walking up hills in the worst kind of rain that seeps in to your bones. Not that I didn't have a good time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, delighted it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is see this is the summer we've had this year, but I feel like this time last year everyone was moaning about how hot it was, right? Do you remember? Yeah, there was, there was all a the fan like fan shortage, oh, people were patting yeah. themselves with cold towels. We just can't yep. decide what we want. I think is this global warming? I'm not sure I'm qualified to to speak on that, but yeah, I think that doesn't so. stop most straight be. white men. <laughs> it's a global warming pool. <laughs> Yes, it is, Vix. <laughs> it is. And whatever knowledge you have in either direction, we can definitely say it is because, yeah, I'm saying it is. <laughs> right. So, as we mentioned, this is a summer special. Yeah. Uh, how's your summer been? Has it been busy? What have you been doing? Well, I I went to Micronesia. I, I went back to Micronesia, which is where I started my sort of career in 2009. I coached their football team for a year, uh, a year or two years. And I haven't been back for, I guess, almost 13 years so I went back this summer to help with a football competition there which was like my biggest ever sort of splurge on myself so as we focused a bit on the pod uh I don't spend on anything you've spent money <laughs> I spent finally all this money. that's why we got you as the guest I was like, like I've got him here it, he spent some money and it was an atrocious amount of money but it was something I really wanted to do and I saved up for it for you know just a long 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 time I put everything that I could aside um and yeah, it was amazing and it was a really nice thing to, to do. Um, and it was weird traveling now, being a bit older. So I used to do these journeys a lot when I was like in my mid-20s. I did quite a lot of long haul and I did everything at the absolute like shoestring. Like everything was as cheap as possible. And it was interesting doing it a bit older and just thinking I can afford to do very small things that make my life just a little bit more comfortable. And and I I think when you're in the context of like a long haul journey that you've saved up for and you're like treasuring it, it's worth it. So it's not like I'm saying if I was flying EasyJet, I would, you know, spend loads of money on a massage halfway through or something, but not that I did on this either. But, you know, it's like, I think there are little things you can do when you travel long haul that do make quite a big difference. And in the old days, I never would have done them. Um, and it was just miserable. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, in the context of your tickets being so expensive, it's it's not like going to change the balance of things. So what what were the things that you did then? Come on, share with us. What were your luxury items on this trip? <laughs> I mean, you said, I'm so prepared to luxury. judge you. You know, I'm skeptical that you're capable of luxury items. So, I stayed in a hotel, Vix, on the way. So this tr- this journey, this journey to Pompeii is like it's about twenty hours of flying. It's it's the 
it's three and a half flights, depending on what you count as a flight. Like there's a flight that stops halfway and then lands again. So it, it's a lot of flying. Um, and in the old days, I would have just stayed on the floor of the airport, uh, like on benches and, you know, between flights. Some of the gaps between flights are really long and you can't change that because not many of them. Uh, and this time when I got to Guam, I just stayed in a hotel. On the spot, I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to spend 12 hours on a bench. Frivolous. I'm going to look into a hotel. <laughs> and it was it was so frivolous. I felt so <laughs> like I was being ridiculous by doing it. Calm down, Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> but the amazing, I hadn't booked anywhere. So I got, oh, I was just at the Paul, airport. And, you're just buying on the day. What? Oh, we taught you nothing on this show. It worked so weirdly. So I... <laughs> It was so stupid. I, I, it was because I'd thought, look, I'll just, I'll, I'll just guts it out. I always used to sleep on the bench in the old days. I'll sleep on a bench; it'll be fine. Got there and was just like, oh, I just don't want to do this. This is horrible. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. But then, um, got and so just there's no one really there to to tell me where to go. It's not a very well set up airport for tourists. They don't get a huge number. So I said, you know, can you get a taxi to take me to the nearest like nice hotel? I was like, it doesn't have to be amazing, but just you know, nicest hotel. So I got taken to one, and they looked at me as if I was mad. So we're booked up like of course we're booked up but she said i'll just phone around the other hotels and tell you where's available and i was going online on my phone and seeing like nowhere's available at all on, on booking.com but one of them did actually have a room um and because they happened to be friends of the the woman who was phoning who, who ran the other hotel i got there and they almost forgot to make me pay <laughs> <laughs> the room was made up anyway. The, some guest hadn't shown. So it got to the very end of my stay. And I was like, I haven't paid. I haven't even given you a credit card. And she was oh like, oh, yeah. And then she ran the rate up and was like, oh, that's a lot though, isn't it? And I was like, it is quite a lot. And she's like, how about you just pay this? And it was $50. That's was like, incredible. Okay. <laughs> you could be on that BBC it, show, Race Across the World. You'd be great at it. It's exactly what it happens on that. Like, <laughs> it was, if I'd tried to like be clever and like try and do some sort of apprentice style deal, she'd have probably just made me pay it. But she was just like, Oh, yeah, that'll do. Seems a bit I they... steep. I wonder if she just pocketed that money. Because she would, if the room was made up and maybe they didn't, yeah. they got charged for the full rate if they didn't show. So it was just extra money. Oh, I'm pretty sure I wasn't officially a guest of that hotel, but it worked really well. <gasps> That's um, a dream. So that is that the best summer bargain you think you got on that trip then? Or have you got more to um, share? I'd say, so I'd say on the same spirit of this now, like I've always lived my life very like budget budget. The one thing I will say, if you're flying long haul, lounges are really not a bad deal. Oh, they're so you know, good. Like, they're so good. <laughs> and I remember I'd never really been in a lounge. And then when me and Lizzie did our like sort of honeymoon stroke year annual holiday, we sort of saved up for ages, went to Vietnam and the flight was quite long. And we went in a lounge in Qatar, I think, to break the trip up. And it was amazing. Like, you you know, you had to like a shower, place to properly like stretch out and rest, a private place to rest. Like, um, but the biggest thing was we ate as much food as basically covered the cost of the lounge. Yeah. It's, it was a lot less than I thought it would be. I always had this vision of lounges being insanely expensive, but they're actually not that bad. And if you're long haul, when you think about the fact you're going to go out in the airport and you're going to buy food, and you're gonna, you you won't get a, a chair or somewhere to charge your phone normally. Yeah, yeah, it's not a massive discrepancy. I, I can't speak for all lounges. I'm sure they absolutely rinse you some places. But yeah, I, I've become quite a convert to the lounge, actually, I've got to admit. You can book in advance as well and you can get them really cheap. So there are like 
holiday extras i think was the website that i used to use and i now get one i get a priority pass through my credit cards so i get access to them providing like real customers haven't booked they let you in if there's space basically so but you can book in advance and it can be pretty reasonable i think when you rack up how much you spend even if you go to weatherspoons like holiday weatherspoons are they whack the prices up so you're gonna pay eight pound for your holiday pint have it unlimited (laughs) unlimited for 20 quid <laughs> this is the thing like when you look within the context of like airports that are trying to rinse you at every turn everything is more expensive and as you said there's also just often so little seating in airports which must be i don't know if it's like an intentional thing or but so often it's hard to get even like a nice place to like just take a few seats and lounge on an airport you're just sat in one tiny little seat and you think actually i always presumed lounges were just for the for the really rich <laughs> but they're, they're not necessarily and yeah that's my revelation to myself i think and yet that's what your hand luggage is for to fill with all the free individually wrapped things that you get on the buffet in the lounge yep. <laughs> <laughs> True. all right so that is your hot tip i'm loving this look at this it's like talking to me. <laughs> All right. On the other side then, rip-offs. What's the worst you've ever been ripped off on a holiday or in transit? Uh, no. So this, this was linked to my old way of traveling. So I I had to fly to LA. Um, I think it was... Oh, he fancy. Uh, I know. It sounded really fancy. I'm trying to remember. I think it was for a friend's wedding. So it was one of those ones where it was like a nice thing to be doing, but I felt also like a really did need to do it but i had no money to do it so i remember thinking look at the airfares and thinking this is this is going to be tricky to do um and so i booked with norwegian and at the time norwegian were doing these amazing rates and i like an idiot thought yeah i can afford that that's that's just about the level of what i can pay booked it and what i didn't realize was they didn't include any food or drink with that there was an add-on that you had to tick to get food or drink and um it was like really quite expensive. It was that like Ryanair thing of like, yeah, you can get the flight for this, but you will starve unless you pay like extortionate amount for airline food. And I don't expect that from Norway, to be honest. You expect that from no. Ryanair, but you don't expect that from the country of Norway. That was it. I think of Norway as being very like upstanding. I thought they were I kind. Norway, <laughs> yeah. I thought they'd give me a pension or something. You know, it was very, um, yeah, it wasn't kind at all. And, and I don't know if they still do it this way or if it was an introductory rate to try and sucker people in, but... Uh, I got on the plane and it became clear what was going to happen, that they weren't going to feed me anything. Uh, And so I relented, even though I was like properly skint at the time. I thought, I can't do that. I just can't make a flight without any. They wouldn't bring me anything. So I um, said, look, I'll pay. You know, I'll pay. It's fine. Um, And they refused to let me. (gasps) They were like, no, you can't. It's all catered in advance. So you can't pay on the flight. So I literally went to LA with nothing. How long was that flight? It's like eight hours. I don't know. It's eight, nine hours. It's really long. Oh, and I had. I was. They would allow me water. I was allowed water, which is probably the legal like requirement, surely. In case people die, like the person next to me had all the food privilege. It was like just tucking in, and I was almost like like, I was almost tempted to buy something off her. Be like, I'll pay you in cash. Uh, I want that more than you want it. Let's let's make a deal. It was great. It was so grim, and so. What I did on the way back was I realised I could pay in advance on my card, but I was so angry and bitter that instead I just went at the airport and just bought 
insane amounts of food at the airport Massive which I took on the thing with me <laughs> yeah and, yeah eat one of those holiday Toblerones but I'm not into it but that's not even a rip-off this is just a cautionary tale <laughs> yeah I guess but I do I, I suppose in a way I, I think it is a thing that um you, you still get the thing where people airlines charge you and then they charge you beyond that and I think everyone knows that but it is a thing where you're when you're a bit tight on money and you're looking at a flight you a lot of the time see a price that you're like, I can just about justify paying that. That's what I've got. Yeah. And it's only when you've committed to booking it and mentally you're like, I've done this. And then they start to add the charges for even like one bag or one bag. And then you're so committed that you're just like, oh, yeah. okay, yep, yep, yep. And that makes me so, it made me so sad that, that like, you at tried that time, to buck that and then it had really bitten you. <laughs> yeah. Cause like at the time, 30 or 40 pounds was a huge thing to me and you know still is a pretty big thing but at the time it was like everything to me and I was like it was heartbreaking to be like oh I get it I've sort of basically booked myself onto a flight I'm not supposed to be on effectively they don't want me on here it's a room only (laughs) yeah it's not even (laughs) self-catering if there'd been standing room i'd have been in it put it that way you're the only room only customer at an all-inclusive resort you just get locked in your seat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they say let you use the toilet but then you didn't need to go you weren't given anything no I did nothing in the system <laughs> they probably thought I was going to drink out the tap oh my god that is <laughs> like a dog so <laughs> oh it's so embarrassing so yeah so once you got there to Guam what happened next oh well that was my LA trip What the, the cash strap trip was my LA trip so yeah. the LA trip I was staying uh, with a friend so I, man- I managed to actually make that one reasonably like a cheap trip everything else was okay but it was something about that flight over there that I got off the other side and I was just like I just felt like I've been punched in the face you know when you do long haul uh, yeah. all that keeps you going is just caffeine or booze depending on who you are <laughs> caffeine <Yeah>. booze <laughs> and then and, and also it made me value those plain meals the te- I mean everyone hates plain meals but only when you don't have one that you're like, oh, I get it. It, it like, breaks things it up as well. It's something to look forward to to break <laughs> yeah. up the trip. So it's yeah, it shouldn't be as as effective as it is. Oh, I did read. There's this late. The latest thing, isn't it? Is people being outraged on planes or at planes? So people mm. who booked a seat and then people want them to move so they can sit with their kids because they didn't want to pay to sit with their own kids. So yeah, that is yep. a thing at the moment. But I did see one with a travel writer so he should have known better complaining that his luggage was too big to go on board not not by very much only by apparently a few millimeters mm. but he got away with it 10 times before so he went to the press furious that he had to pay the excess baggage when he was always using the, the same case which was clearly too big but imagine being so angry about it that you go to the press. Like, he knew what size he was supposed to have. Yeah. He got away with it a few times. It's like someone getting a parking ticket after having parked there, like, loads of times in the park yeah. and not getting one. And then being like, that's ridiculous. You can't give me a parking ticket. I always park on that double yellow line. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, exactly wait that. It's a like minute. <laughs> the entitlement of people lately, it's, it's blowing my mind. Like, people who haven't printed yeah. their boarding passes. It's like, come on, do the most basic bit of research. Ryanair make it that expensive to stop people like you just turning up and expecting the extra administration to be done because you can't be bothered. I'm that person. Yeah. I I wouldn't print out my boarding pass if it was a free service. (laughs) No. And actually Ryanair really doubled down, haven't they? This whole, their whole social media approach is basically to 
have at people like just if someone criticizes them they just go after them don't they yeah. which is very clear it's like kind of the james blunt school of um dealing with criticism it's, but it's i just feel people who think they who say they don't know about these little scrounges that the airlines are on it's like where have you been yeah the, th- the thing that i don't know have they shrunk the size of hand luggage i feel like they might have done and that a bag that i used to get on as hand luggage now i don't trust so i don't take yes. i feel like it's because they've made it smaller a couple of planes have they've restricted the space and uh it's there's a lot of because people used to take a hand luggage bag then they used to take their own bag because yeah. i used to do that I was an absolute master of that. I'm like, it's a handbag. And it wasn't. It was a big record bag, also full of holiday stuff. So I think they've got a bit wise to people working around the rules and they thought we could make some money here. Yeah. And the laptop bag. No one quite knows where that stands no. in the whole scheme of things, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Got the laptop bag, which you can also stuff full of like clothes and stuff. And yeah, I've, uh, these days I, I, I don't really try and play that game. But I remember when I used to fly, fly low cost a lot, just having those tense ones where you'd be in that queue of people filing through, looking at the people around you like, I think that's bigger than my bag. Yeah. I, I reckon that's bigger than my bag. And then if they got through, you'd be like, I'm all right. But definitely, I do remember being tapped on the shoulder at like various airports and being like, no, that's too big. That's going to have to go in the hold. Yeah. So that, and that's the worst thing you can hear, isn't it? And they, you see it rolling away and you're like, that's an extra hour in the airport. Brilliant. Love that yeah, for me. Yeah, I know. But they're doing it on trains now. Uh, Lumo trains that go from um, London to Edinburgh. Obviously, this is relevant to me. Uh, they say mm. basically hand luggage only. Really? On trains? And if you want to take bigger luggage, they've got like a courier service because they've made all the seats really thin. You know, like brand new aeroplanes, all the seats are really thin. So they've crammed as many people as possible in, but that means there's very little luggage room. So, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. And I got the Lumo back from Edinburgh last year. And I've got to say, nobody was respecting that at all. I no, was the only person that had read the terms and conditions. I was there <laughs> praying with my one suitcase and people were getting on like luggage up to the hills. The thing is, it's not if, if it's not in the culture that that's what you expect, it takes a long time to get people to to understand that, right? Like, yeah. I wouldn't expect to be on a train and have someone say you can't bring that on like it just feels like what <laughs> but you don't want to be the one person that's made an example of because it's people like you no. and me paul it's not the people that are there every day yeah dripping with privilege with a suitcase on an extra chair it's me and you that would have yeah. one extra thing that would be told off yeah and i swear it's because we look worried about it we look like people that would pay without a fuss I think we've right. got those I think it's that. like I we think will it's not that. resist arrest on that. I know. It, I think it basically is that. It's like that's quite a sad. Have you, oh, I was going to say, have you seen on that on the subject of them trying to shrink all the seats? Have you seen what they're trying to this proposal for planes where you have effectively like a train system where you face each other? Oh no! Horrible. They're talking about doing that on plane. Oh no! Oh no! It, no, thank you. Oh no! No! I no! I actively avoid those sense. planes. No! 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 I don't want people no. looking at me like that. I can see it happening because I feel like everything in the trend is just everything's being squeezed harder and harder, isn't it, to make it tighter? I can't see that actually saving any space, though. Uh, no, I, I can't even when I think about it. But there's definitely been. I saw it on Twitter, and the response was certainly no. This could be somebody <laughs> who's just created something that we're all getting furious about, yeah. though, because just for because they want to watch the world burn. That's the yeah. <laughs> could <laughs> oh, easily be that. <laughs> I uh, I got I was on the train recently, and all the reservations were off. You know when the yeah the system breaks yeah. down, and they say there's no reservations. And a guy had a reservation. I was sat in his seat, apparently, and he didn't care that the reservations were off. And he just spent the whole journey just moaning at me. It was a complete, it was like, 
it wasn't even that busy a train. They kept saying over the tannoy that there were seats available in carriage E. I could see three seats with my eyes, but out of principle, he didn't want to sit there. And he kept telling people, he's like, this mean, rude, ignorant girl is sitting in my seat and like slagging wow. me off. Uh, the reason I was sitting in that seat is someone was sitting in my reserved seat right opposite a yeah. man. And I did say that to him and the man didn't move. And I was like, well, why would he? The reservations are all yeah. off. But- reservations are off. <laughs> Does he not get the memo? Reservations are off means it's a free for all. It's a free for all. We descended to Mad Max territory. But there were were other seats. He was just choosing not to sit on them because he was just a cantankerous old man. And then when we were getting off and he passed me, he was tutting at me and I told him to grow up. And it was one of the best moments of my life. I mean, it's true. Like, what, what was his attachment to that Like, even as we were getting off the train, I was like, oh, grow up. Honestly, he looked like I punched him in the face. I told I mean, what, like, a 70-year-old man to grow up. <laughs> but, like, had he, had he stashed something within that seat? Just, or? What a weird hill to die on, standing for two hours from London to Sheffield to so, teach me a lesson, because he just stood next to me for the whole thing. He just, opted to stand Yeah, the he whole didn't. Time. He refused just, to sit in another seat, even though he was obstructing everyone. So when the trolleys were coming through, he was like, well, this girl's sitting in my seat. And they told him what I told him, that there were no reservations. And he was like, no, she won't yeah. get out of my seat. She's an ignorant young girl. Like... Wow. I know. Silly old wow. prick. But anyway. I feel like trains are not for that guy. Trains no. are not his thing. Because everyone knows that. Everyone's been on one of those. And you're either, you're either a winner or a loser in the no reservations game. Yeah. But you it, just need to get it, into a seat at that point. Any seat will do. Yeah. I hope he's still thinking about me, though. He was furious. It had the, <laughs> it had the cadence of something he was going to go on about for the rest of his years, basically, when I yeah. disobeyed. A young girl disobeyed him when he wanted me to get out of the seat. Okay, last but not least, what is your essential summer item? This is where I'm still not massively, like, full of up tech things. i tell you what I did get. I got given Ooh. Bluetooth luggage tags. So, you know, like, those tags you put on your bags and it literally, you can track it like you can track your iPhone. Oh, yeah. You got given them? Yeah, as a present. Like oh, a fair enough then. Not like, it wasn't like a giveaway. Like, oh, no, I was I'm like, not, how I'm do not, we get these? I'm not like an influencer or something these days. I'm like getting my deals on the side from, uh, I'm not Dick and Dom. Or <laughs> I reckon you could. <laughs> but um, the great thing was, right, they, um, I got given these and I was like, oh, I suppose it could be useful. I'll give them a try. Put them on the bags. Sure enough, the first, this is the first time I'd used it, the bag did get lost. And what was <laughs> oh my brilliant. God. Do you reckon they do you reckon they're tagged to be lost in the system? Maybe <laughs> maybe they pay airports so you'll always be brand loyal? Maybe that's it. But it, I mean it was the smuggest moment of my, of my life because I was I mean I was knackered. I've got to my destination, the bag was lost, and that's always like a bleak, bleak moment. But the guy taking the report was was from the airline was saying very confidently, like, yep, you'll find your bag is definitely in Seoul. And I was like, I don't think so. They look like a mess. When I transferred in Paris, it was an absolute mess. Like it was everything was everywhere. And so I said, I said to him, I, I reckon it might be in Paris. He's like, no, you'll find it's in Seoul. And so I checked the luggage things. I was like, actually, I think you'll find it's in Paris. And I could show it to him. And um, <laughs> I think it probably, it probably just meant the airline took a few more days to give it to me because they hated me so much. But yeah. it was really, it was so gratifying because I knew, you know, when you look in the eyes of an airport person, and you know they've lost your bag. I yeah. knew it in Paris. I was like, the bag will be put on this flight, won't, won't it? And the woman just looked at me and then looked slightly into the distance and went, I'm sure it will. And I was like, oh. I I do not think this bag is going to solve. Well, I, I left my suitcase on a train 
uh, oh, yeah. East Midlands Rail that. Train, and they can't find it, even though I literally left it on the train in the luggage rack at the final destination that train was in. And wasn't it like the most distinctive case? Yellow. Yeah. It had a luggage label on with my name and address on it. <laughs> like, I don't trust them to find any item ever if they cannot locate no. a bag that literally had my name and address on it. And if it had the tag on it, then I guess it would just show you it was literally in their lost property warehouse. And you could just Which would be great, at least, because then I could be yeah. like, no, you have got it. So I, I'm yeah. definitely going to, I think I'm going to invest in some of those. Because I, I think, I think, I it's think quite while that man's thinking of me telling him to grow up, I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of my life. My little yellow suitcase that I'm so <sighs> proud of. I knew exactly where it was. And I'll, it was full of things that I can't replace. So uh, before I get emotional about that, Let's bring this episode to a close. <laughs> oh, I feel really bad now. I've brought that up. Oh, you um, feel bad, but maybe this can help other people not have it happen to them. So, uh, yeah, that was our summer series, Paul. It was. Glad that you got to join us for the last one. What a treat. Nice to have you on as a guest. Uh, what else are you working on that we can uh, highlight for people? They can't get enough Paul Watson. If they can't get enough Paul Watson. Um, well, I've got a football podcast. Um, if there's a crossover audience, Obscure Football Podcast, which is called The Sweeper. Boring. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know no. I, can't, I can't get you to listen to it, but maybe someone <laughs> out there, just one person on. might listen. It's called The believe. Sweeper. Um, <laughs> at Sweeper Pod on Twitter. Why? Is it called um, the sweeper? Ah, oh, well, the sweeper is a position in football. Um, it's oh, like right. someone who basically fills in behind the defenders and just does the rest of the work. So it it's a podcast that sweeps up all the stuff that doesn't get talked about usually and ah, puts it into a pod. Yeah, right. That makes sense. That's a good yeah, title. It does. Yeah. I think it does. But yeah, I'm on. I'm on that. But otherwise, I'm just you know sitting here waiting for counting other days so I can do more. False economy. Amazing. Well, good news. We are coming back with full episodes. Now I'm not pretending to be a full-time comedian. (laughs) Having done it for a month, I don't think I want that job. I'm very tired. And towards the end, I didn't care about people's opinions of the show. I just wanted it done. (laughs) But that kind of sounds to me like you were becoming a comedian, right? (laughs) It was becoming my job in a way that I got no joy from it. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) So there you go. That's a positive note to go out on. that because it was not as fun as I hoped (gasps) on the second to last day because for some reason my show attracted a high volume of much older people than I was expecting I don't know if I got a review in Saga magazine and I I didn't find it because there's no google alerts but uh yeah proper like 70 plus older people because you know people in their Mm. 50s and 60s they're this they're pretty young now but nanas like proper mm. nanas from like when we were young age with their blue rinses and two of them sat in the front and one of them fell asleep in the first few minutes and slept throughout my show right in front of me dead center in the front row had the wow. best sleep of edinburgh fringe apparently and like a couple of times she started awake and looked at me furious like i'd disrupted her sleep do you think? Do you reckon it's that guy from the train? Has he put the message out, sending all know. the all the elderly people to come in and fall asleep in your show? But it's just like because I open with like quite a mild swear word. Mm. That's my kind of opening thing to get people on site. And every time there were nanas in there, I really didn't want to do it, and it set the show nice. up on a really bit really weird foot. But uh, yeah, I, I survived, Paul. And unlike last year, I've taken two weeks off comedy to contemplate all the decisions that I've made and make sure I still want to do it. So uh, 
that's I'm a good holiday. idea. I'm just doing I my like day that. job. <laughs> I like that idea. That's definitely yeah. better than being off to like Maidenhead or Luton or something to do a gig tonight, which is what you'd usually be doing. So I'm, yeah, I'm proud of I, you for that. That's, I made good choices for once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be really bored. By the weekends, I'll be gigging again. So I'll be like, this is boring. I need applause to live. I'm like a shark. Of course you will. Contemplation you swimming, rubbish. I'll die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need spare time. That's for the week and the people who are mentally uh, balanced. But uh, yeah, th- that is the end of our summer series it's been a real treat finishing it with my friend so uh yeah thanks for coming on well thank you no thanks for having me and that's it as always thank you for listening and thank you paul for being the guest uh if you enjoyed the podcast please rate review it tell your friends about it tell your enemies about it just pretend it's about something else we need listeners and if you didn't enjoy it you now have 30 days to return this podcast for a full refund terms and conditions apply your statutory rights are not affected (laughs) 